0: This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Solar Power World's monthly podcast, Contractor's Corner. I'm editor and host, Kelly Pickerel, and I'd like to start us off talking a little bit about our sponsor, DuPont. For over 40 years, DuPont PV materials have delivered proven performance and lasting value. You can find more information on DuPont's involvement in the PV industry at DuPont.com. Thanks again to DuPont for sponsoring today's Contractor's Corner podcast, and let's get right into this month's edition. Welcome to another edition of Contractor's Corner. Today I'm talking with Matt Fowler. He is marketing manager and Lou Valaire, who is co-owner of Atlasta Solar Center based in Grand Junction, Colorado. So thanks for joining me today, guys. You're welcome. I thought we'd get started. Maybe you could tell me about um, Atlanta Solar Center and how you guys got your start back in 1979.
1: Well, I'll take that one. Uh, The company got started in 1978-79 by a gentleman, his name is Virgil Boggs, and Virgil was a very colorful character. Myself and several partners have since bought the business from Virgil. He retired in 2012 and unfortunately passed away a couple years after that. But he had a story that he liked to tell, where he um, learned, after after the energy crisis and President uh, and Jimmy Carter was elected president, he got inspired to start a solar company, and he did in 1979 in Grand Junction. And as you'd imagine, much of most of the work at that time was solar thermal, either solar thermal water panels or solar thermal uh, air panels heating, and we like to tell people that um, I think a lot of people don't know that during the process of that industry growth in the, you know, in the seventies and eighties over a million solar thermal systems were installed in the United States. And it was interesting because at that time it was really seen as your patriotic duty uh, as a, you know, as an American to install a solar thermal system so that you could, not uh, so that the country could not be dependent on imported you know, sources of energy. So, I know in the United States recently, it was just, I think two or three years ago that we reached a milestone of a million uh, grid tie systems. So it's an interesting background there.
0: Yeah has has that been kind of the biggest evolution for your company? I, I assume you're kind of focusing more on PV rather than thermal.
1: Well, we are, but we do a lot of thermal and a lot of service on thermal systems that have been, uh, you know, like uh, PV. Thermal systems can last a long time. They, they require, uh, you know, they're a little more labor and materials intensive and they require more uh, upkeep, if you like, than solar electric systems. But so we have customers that have had thermal systems operating for 30 and 40 years. So the evolution of the company itself was really uh, solar thermal initially. And then moved into uh, solar thermal and off-grid solar, and then the move came into uh, grid-tie uh, residential and small to medium commercial is what we focus on.
0: Okay, what do you guys think is kind of your your strong point now? What what type of projects?
1: Yeah, you take that. We,
0: certainly, we certainly
2: do a lot of uh, specialty off-grid projects. Um, you know, right now, for instance, we are uh, in process of completing a pumping system that is above bridal veil for in Celluride, Colorado. And um, and like I said, that's that's quite far off grid. It's about four hours to actually get to the site that you have to drive. <laughs> so um we, we do specialize in those and then too, like Lou Lou specified there, small to medium commercial, uh no, most notably this year would probably be the completion of the Aspen Police Department uh in Aspen, Colorado and then all of the subsequent housing that was built with that as well.
0: Okay, that's great. What, what's the Colorado solar market like right now? Is it? Um, I, I, you, you keep mentioning you do a lot of off-grid, but um, is the utility, the the grid-tied stuff, still, you know, catching on? People are asking for it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a very good market. It's a very sunny market. There, you know, there are numerous utilities in the state. The primary utility is Excel Energy, at least in um, most of the urban areas. And Excel has generally been positive towards solar, although they have unfortunately thrown up some I would call them sort of roadblocks. Well, roadblocks is quite the right word. Maybe uh, some ways to uh, slow down uh, the growth of. Um, you know, uh, customers cited solar. They're pushing, uh, uh, for, uh, at least internally for more utility scale. And that's not a bad thing either. We see there's a place for, you know, for all types of solar. Uh, but the market's generally been good with, with some of the other utilities, the, the co-ops and the municipal utilities, generally they're receptive to solar. Some of them have been putting on some, some demand charges for solar customers, which we think is punitive, but, uh, Again, in, in general, it's a good market and growing.
0: You're working on some more of the larger projects, but are residential customers still needing a lot of basic solar education in, in Colorado?
2: Certainly, yeah. I, I would say that about 90% of uh, the jobs that we complete are, are residential uh, residential installs. And yes, we certainly have seen definitely a growing interest in PV, uh, grid tie PV, that is, uh, you know, with, with benefits such as the tax credit, you know, thirty percent tax credit, and then um, to you know incentives that our company offers in place of uh, utility rebates that have um, come and gone. So we've certainly seen an increase in interest, and uh, we certainly think it'll grow um, into the next the next couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kelly, I would add something to that. That some a decision that we made a few years ago, something that we do that's unique is we we offer to buy the renewable energy credits from the customer and in many cases we do so in other words we pay for the carbon offsets and we typically offer what amounts to somewhere between 5 and 10 dollars $10 per ton for the life of the solar electric system and we are accumulating those carbon offsets and our plan is as that mark carbon market grows that we will sell those aggregated uh, credits on an open market uh, at some point
0: Yeah, that's interesting because probably a lot of um, corporations might be looking for those just to say that they're kind of a green company. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And if if,
2: the state imposes any sort of, uh, you know, emission standards or anything like that for businesses, carbon offset standards, then those certainly would would be in in
1: demand. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, that's great. What's what's the battery and energy storage conversation like in, in Colorado? Are people asking for it?
1: Go ahead, Matt.
2: You take that first, and then I'll see what he I can did, quite a lot of interest in it, um, and, and, you know, as, as I'm sure a lot of people listening are, uh, are aware, battery technology um, is, is kind of lagging still, um, and so the, the economics don't work out as well for grid-type solar um, that they would for backup or off-grid, uh, but we... Uh, we still do uh, propose and and educate our customers about their different backup options. Um, And uh, certainly certainly we do. uh, We have
1: that capability. Yeah, I would add to that that uh, we're just kind of on the cusp of that, uh, at least what we see. Because for most uh, residential and commercial customers in Colorado, it seems with the rate structures the way they are, the, the the storage isn't necessarily making sense either you know for uh, in some cases for backup it does but not necessarily for arbitrage uh, you know with um, pricing and so forth and the the complexity of the systems we've we've certainly seen over you know the last 40 years the the complexity of of off grid uh, d- uh, decreased and that's important as well as the Technology with uh, lithium batteries uh, improving and the costs coming down. One thing that we're really excited about is the uh, we use quite a bit of Enphase and SolarEdge, uh, as you'd imagine. And with the IQ8s uh, offering the you know the microgrid technology without the storage, we really feel like that's uh, uh, going to uh, open up the market quite a lot.
0: Is that because the Enphase the new microinverters they they could work with storage or not with storage or?
1: Well, that's right. They can actually create a microgrid with or without storage. So that offers, and uh, our understanding of that is that um, uh, that that could, uh, again, uh, that there's a lot of existing Enphase customers that might, uh, that could upgrade their uh, Enphase as a program where existing customers are given the opportunity to upgrade to, to uh, more recent, I guess, software or technology.
0: Okay. How does Atlasta, how do you guys stay prominent in the community?
1: I'll let Matt take that one. We do a, a lot of um, we do terrible work, and Matt's involved with that. So,
0: and
2: Certainly, we work with groups like Kiwanis uh, and, and various local groups here, Homeward Bound, uh, and, we, and we really try and ensure that we are part of the community um, because we've been here you know, deeply rooted in the community for almost 40 years now. So um, community involvement is definitely one of our top priorities. Um, and just because, you know, with solar, it's, it's such a question of educating the customer. Um, it's not really a sale. You're more educating the customer about solar um, and, and uh, answering their questions there. So definitely that community involvement is really a good opportunity for customers um, to kind of get get their get their toes wet in, in the solar uh, and starting to think about solar.
0: What are some challenges that you're seeing with the solar market right now? I know you mentioned earlier, like, with the utilities and Excel, um, some of their policies and things. Are are those things you keep your eye on?
1: We, we do. Uh, our, our, I want to put a plug in for our um, COSEA, which is Colorado Solar Energy Industries Association, very active group and have been around for a long time. We have a biweekly uh, policy call where we keep up to date, And Excel seems to always kind of have something up their sleeve in terms of, um, as I mentioned earlier, sort of, uh, you know, making it a little more problematic for customer-sided solar and making it easier for for utility-scale solar. So we have to keep uh, abreast of that. And, you know, at the same time, Excel's a a partner, and so we have to be productive and, you know, positive in that relationship. You know, the... um, module availability and product availability is generally pretty good right now. Uh, we've seen some effects, you know, with the tariffs, of course, on, on pricing, we think pricing would probably be a little bit better now, uh, at this point in time without the, without the tariffs. Uh, I would also add to that, you know, on a state level with our public utility commission and our legislature and so forth, generally Colorado for the last decade has been pretty positive towards solar. Um, you know, there's a potential for that to change if uh, uh, you know if if, if legislators uh, come into play. You know that are less favorable towards solar, but we feel like it's um, it's got enough momentum now, and has you know gained that momentum over the last decade that we're we're here to stay, uh, barring any kind of uh, major dysfunction, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, there is that momentum going, but what could we do to get more solar in Colorado? What would you like to change or update to, to make that happen?
1: Well, I add that, you know, Colorado's one of the, you probably know this, Kelly, that Colorado is one of the states where solar pricing is the lowest. Uh, it's very competitive. At the same time, you know, utility rates, residential and commercial rates, are pretty low, too. So that makes it a little harder uh, for solar to compete in, in some areas. Uh, you know, we'd like to certainly see going forward net metering strengthened. It's still pretty strong in the state, but but Excel and other utilities have tried to do away with it on more than one occasion. So we certainly like to uh, 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 want to see going forward that uh, that net metering is maintained.
0: So where do you see Atlasta Solar Center in the next few years? What's going to keep you around for another forty years? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we want to keep doing what we're doing, certainly, and, set it and, and and make sure that we provide the best customer service that we can. Our customers, obviously, um, are, are the most important entities to us. And we put a lot of emphasis on service, service with integrity. And so, for example, in, in our area, a lot of solar companies have come and gone, you know, come from outside, maybe in Utah or other states or whatever, and maybe worked in our market and have left. So we we provide service to all systems that are out there. Um, that's an important part of our uh, company going forward. And certainly we'd like to see the small and medium commercial market grow. The, the PACE program is is really starting to take off in Colorado uh many states have adopt or excuse me, many counties have adopted it in Colorado. So we'd we'd certainly like to see that grow and and more more residential uh systems as uh as Matt mentioned as consumers are aware. We find repeatedly that you know most homeowners don't necessarily know the value proposition of solar that they can you know that they can immediately cut their bill in half, in other words pay half for per kilowatt hour for solar-produced electricity on their roof versus what they pay the utility. So we'd like to bring that message as much as possible.
0: Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks, Matt, and thanks, Lou, for, for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Kelly.
0: This has been another edition of Contractors Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickrell chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com See you back here next month.